Have you ever been asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? Gwen gets to work. I like talking to people and they like talking back to me. Well, that's what I think. One day I asked my mum, what, how do I know what I want to be when I grow up? My mum said, if I interview people about like their jobs and things like that, well, I will find out and like the people, all the people who who are listening, um, you will find out too if you don't know. Let's get to work. Cool. I'm good. Hello everyone, today I'm talking to Will. I know Will as he is the dad of one of my friends. Uh, so hi Will. Hi. Um, so first of all, can you explain like what you used to be interested in like when you were a little kid or if it has anything to do with your job now? Yeah, so um, I've always been interested in science um, and I've liked maths and astronomy and looking at the stars and... <laughs> Um, looking at kind of machines or things like that and just thinking, how does that thing work? Yeah. So can you explain before, so everyone knows what your job is and, like, how it works? Sure. So I, I would say I'm a process and packaging engineer. I've done a bit of both. Yeah. Um, and so I work for companies where we make... Um, things typically that p- people like use that you buy in a supermarket and then you uh, use. So I've worked in a sugar company, um, and in a chocolate company, and in a coffee company. <laughs> so, since you work in those like food places, do you get that type of food sometimes? <laughs> you mean do I get to eat it? Yeah. Oh yeah. So I mean <laughs> the sugar. The sugar was um, when when you worked on shift in a sugar factory you can actually taste the sugar as you're working (laughs) not because you want to eat it because it's not something that's that much fun to eat but you can taste what's in it and you can taste um how pure it is and so the 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 browner it is that's that's not normally what people want people want white sugar (laughs) and so you can taste how brown it is when you taste it if it doesn't taste very much it tastes it's like white sugar and if it tastes really strongly of brown sugar you, you can tell so, uh, what do you, like, have to do to, like, in order to, like, feel your, you know, kind of, like, what do you do on a normal daily basis or something like that? Okay. So, um, I work in factories. Yeah. Um, and so, I guess the normal thing of when you're working in the operation side of a factory, uh, you come in in the morning. Um, you get changed into whatever clothes you're allowed to wear in that place. So that's normally special clothing for working in a factory, especially a food factory. Um, And then you find out what's happened overnight because most of these factories run overnight and over the weekends. So when you're not there, it's still running and you want to know what's been happening. Has anything broken down? Um, Is everybody available for work? Are there people ill? Things like that. And then once you've got an idea of what's been happening, you normally have a morning meeting and everybody who's involved in how the production, how how the the factory works, 
um, comes together and talks about what do we need to do to react to what's happened or what's going to happen. Oh, sorry, are you going to say something? Well, so then, so like at the end of that meeting, sometimes you might have something you need to go and do, like, oh, there's something broken, let's go and fix it. Um, or sometimes you um, might need to um, phone a supplier and say, can you come and help us with something? Um, and otherwise, my that's sort of, every day I do a bit of what we've just described, that kind of reactive, reacting to what happened the previous day. But we also do a bit more of like looking forward. So we say, did anything happen today that we really need to think about changing things long term? So you might say, we've actually made that piece of equipment hard to operate. We need to make it easier to operate. Or, you know yeah. what, we waste a lot of <laughs> coffee or chocolate from that machine. We need to make it better so it doesn't do that anymore. Yeah. And so the rest of my day might be looking at projects to fix those things. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so what's like the most thing you're most proud of doing? Um, so I installed a production line in the chocolate factory that makes a quite famous brand that you could go and buy in a supermarket mm. today. Um, and we started with kind of an empty room. And by mm. the end of it, we had a whole working production line, almost like a factory in its own right. And that was just so exciting. And of course, I was part of a team. Ready to see my chocolate factory? Follow me to a world of magical fantasy. It's Willy. Can you buzz me in, please? Before your eyes. Didn't open, Jeff. Really? I, I pushed eight. No, Jeff. Pound first, then eight. To a place where dreams are sweeter than candy. But it was it was a brilliant thing between yeah. us all to have done. And I can tell you one of the things that's really exciting. So I work in engineering, so we buy the equipment. Oh, yeah. And then we install it and we have to make it work. And making it work isn't just does it make the coffee does it make the chocolate yeah it's thinking about you know yeah it's thinking of, it's thinking about how are people going to work there and mm. things like that and so we have a really interesting thing that we did um when we were installing that line where we we needed to, the people who were going to run that line the people who are going to work there to get a feel for what would it be like to work there so that they could say whoa whoa, whoa i don't want that or yeah yeah that will be great <laughs> And so what we did was to build the whole production line. We made a model out of cardboard, but we made it life-size. So the whole production line was made out of cardboard, the same size it would be to... That was just... It was a brilliant, exciting thing to do. Yeah. It was just really good fun. You can imagine, yeah? It's like, yeah. like you're a, a child making a little cardboard model, except <laughs> your cardboard model is the size of, like, a sports hall. Um, and then... What we did was to walk around it and go, okay, so let's imagine that this is going to be making this chocolate bar. Yeah. Can we reach over and pick them up? Or is it too tall or is it too short? Or is it um, too far to reach across? And can I carry the thing that I need to carry to be able to pick the chocolate bars up? Oh, yeah. And all of those kind of things. So you actually pretended to do the job in cardboard. And then, you, and then we went, oh, you know what? This shouldn't be here. It should be over there. And this is at the wrong height. And we need another one of those over here. And all of that. Cause that was so cool. 
Um, it was really good fun to do, but yeah. it probably saved us a whole load of money as well because we didn't buy equipment and then have to buy another one later or have to move it later. That was really good. Yeah. What, how like how long does it take to like build something or like, yeah? So that project, from, from the moment we started to buy things mm-hmm. to the moment that it was making chocolate bars, yeah. that was probably like... 18 months a year to 18 months something like that that's really <laughs> that's long you think it's a long time yeah it felt really fast at the time like at the beginning <laughs> just you spend the first few weeks just ordering equipment which is quite exciting because it's a bit like going online and buying stuff yeah so there's exci- yeah. it's exciting doing that and then it's a little bit quiet for a few months while and you're thinking what do i need to worry about because very soon all this equipment's going to arrive yeah. and then it arrives and oh my goodness, it's busy. You've got installing things everywhere. You've got to put it in the right place. You've got to connect it all up. You've got to make sure it works. Um, there's, it feels like there's so much to do. And it's 18 months, I agree, is quite a long time. Yeah. But when you're, when you're in it, it doesn't feel like very long at all. <laughs> do, would you normally have like loads of people on like building something? or? So you, when we did that the team of engineers there were like three or four of us but they but that group was the people who worked for the company that makes those chocolate bars um and they also we also uh when you're buying this equipment the people who you buy it from they provide a crew of people to install it for you they're only there for a week or two yeah <laughs> um so there are days when you might have 50 or 60 people all installing stuff. But they are that's probably only for three, four, five weeks, yeah. something like that. So do you normally, like, how do they, like, transport all the, like, supplies or, like, the stuff that you're making or, you know, do they normally, like, transport it in, like, big trucks or something like that? Do you mean, like, the equipment? Yeah. So, yeah, so you... So that's one of the things you have to think about when you're buying this stuff or when, when they're designing it and then when you're buying it is how you're going to get it there because the equipment has to come pretty much by road. Like yeah. Most factories don't, aren't parked <laughs> next to like a railway line or a, or a river. Yeah. So it's going to come by road. Yeah. And so you have to think, will it fit on a lorry? And then sometimes it'll just fit on a lorry, but it'll be a big lorry, so it will it will really get in the way. Yeah. So you're going to want that delivered like on a Saturday or Sunday when there's not as much traffic. Oh, yeah. And then it's huge and heavy, so you need to hire a crane to lift it off the lorry. And, and then you've lifted it off the lorry, but now it's on the pavement, so how are you going to get it into the factory? <laughs> so, yeah, you need, so you can get like these giant roller skates that you can push the equipment into oh, the factory yeah. on. What do you find like most frustrating about your job? Um... I don't know. <clears throat> there, are, there are difficult things about doing yeah. the job. Um, sometimes you'll have a problem and it can be um, quite a, a silly problem <laughs> and, and you're, you, you can't understand it. And it, it can be... There's a lot of pressure when you're in that situation because the production line might not be running and that means you've yeah. got lots of people who's, who are paid to be there but who can't make anything. So it's expensive and it's frustrating for them because they're there to do a job and you, you can't, yeah. you, you're stopping them doing their job. Um, so that can be frustrating. 
But I also kind of love that as well because it's really <laughs> exciting because you're really focused. You know exactly what you need to do. And it's like the one problem we have to solve today is that. And you can put all of your focus on it. And so I, I give an example like a, a problem we had once where equipment kept stopping and um, it was um, a pipe with like oil in it. Oh, okay. And to keep the oil, because some oils and, and fats go solid when they get cold. Oh, so, yeah. So to keep it um, from going solid, you, you kept it warm on the outside. So you heat the outside of the pipe. Mm-hmm. And so the pipe, the, the liquid in the pipe kept um, kept getting really high pressure. So it, it would it would kind of be building pressure up inside and we couldn't work out why. And that would stop the, pr- the production line each side time because yeah. the equipment would say, there's something wrong, <laughs> I-, I-, I need to stop. And we couldn't work out what was happening. And we realised eventually that sometimes everything inside the pipe was getting warmer and warmer and it would expand. And because yeah. there was nowhere for it to go, it would just build up pressure and build up pressure. And it would stop the whole production line because it got to high pressure. And... I guess what I find exciting about that is it was a problem that we knew we needed to fix. It was quite simple science, yeah? So that's science, like expanding things when they get warm, that's stuff that you've done in primary school. Yeah. Um, But sitting there and thinking, right, how do do I understand what the problem is? How can I... So you call it like defining the problem, yeah? You have to really understand what's the problem I'm trying to solve here? And then really looking at, okay, so what are all the possible things that could be causing it? And how can I break those down? And how can I test them and try and work my way through? Yeah. So I love problems that are really (laughs) hard like that. I'll solve this problem with my four hyper-intelligent brains. I'm hungry. I'm cold. I'm itchy. But the pressure is really high. So maybe not frustrating, but a little bit scary sometimes. (laughs) But I quite like it. So going back to what you said, I think you said it earlier... Yeah, you did. Uh, you said you had to wear like special like things. What are like things you have to wear that is like? So it depends where you work, but um, you when you're working in a place that makes food, it's really important that you um, don't that nothing from you ends up in the in the product. <laughs> food. Yeah. So exactly. So like you have to wear a hairnet even when you've got as little hair as I've got. Um, so that yeah. if your hair were to fall out, it wouldn't fall into the product. Oh yeah. Uh, you've got a bit more hair than me, so you definitely need <laughs> a hairnet. Um, and um, you need to wear clothes that don't have pockets on the top half, because you don't want yeah. um, you don't want your keys or something to fall out of a yeah. top pocket into the product. Um, and what else? You're in a, a place where. Um, You've got heavy equipment, so you have to wear boots normally that um, have steel toe caps so that if something drops on your foot, it doesn't oh. squash it. And often you have to wear a hard hat on <laughs> on top of your hairnet. Um, and they're often noisy, so you have to wear hearing protection, so like earplugs or um, headphones. Yeah. Um, and then if you work in somewhere that other food places, um, like somewhere that makes something like ham or something like yeah. that, then those places are cold because they have to, it's like working oh, in the yeah. fridge, so you need to wear warm things. But also they have to wash those places with 
um, cleaning chemicals to make sure the whole place uh, is really yeah. clean before you start. So often they wear wellies. So you're, the first thing you do when you get there might be to put on clothes that protect that that protect the product, and then also you put wellies on, and then maybe your hair net and so on. So, yeah. Do you find that annoying? <laughs> The fact that you have to wear stuff, do you find it quite fun? Oh, well, it is a bit fun when you first get there. It's yeah. a bit of a funny experience. Um, it can make it difficult to recognise people because everyone's wearing the same thing. <laughs> um, uh, but also it can be quite convenient because you yeah. can turn up at work wearing your uh, uh, whatever clothes you want to wear. Yeah. It doesn't have to be proper smart clothes. And then you arrive and you put on the same standard clothes. So it works well for someone who has my kind of dress sense. It might not work so well with someone who's got your kind of dress sense. Let's say you were to first start doing that. Would, it, would you think that it would be a bit weird seeing loads of people wearing all these different things and all these same things? Sorry. And it, it, yeah, no, it does. <laughs> it, it, it's funny. When you, when you first get there, it's a bit of a foreign experience when you've never worked in a place like that. Like yeah. you first get there and you go, oh, wow. I don't, I feel really different to this. But then, of course, that also really helps because when you start wearing those clothes, now you feel like you're one of these people. So yeah. you're like part of the gang. It's yeah. really nice. Do you well, really, on, would you like, like, did you like that when you first started around then? I think it makes you feel like you're part of it. And so that's really nice because when yeah. you're first there, you're a bit nervous. You don't know what you're here to do yeah. and all those things. And so it's quite, um, uh, it, yeah, it makes you feel part of it and, um, it makes you feel like you're doing a good job. Yeah. So normally you would like, let's say you went in and, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> so, um, oh yeah. So like, what's your favourite thing about like your job? Like if you had to choose anything, like your favourite thing, what would it be? Um, well, I, we sort of talked a little bit about it earlier. I love solving difficult problems. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so I really like that. I don't want peace. I want problems, always. And I also love um, science and getting to use some science. And, yeah. Um, and you can, I've done, I've had the opportunity to kind of um, uh, try new things quite a lot. So sometimes, yeah. sometimes we'll, we'll be looking for, we've got a problem. Um, and we're like, mm, I wonder if that would help. And so you get to go and try something out. So um, I have had the opportunity to yeah. um, try out an x-ray machine to see whether it will be good at finding if anything was bad in, say, the chocolate or the coffee <laughs> or the sugar. That's cool. And, and you, um, when you get there, the people who are making the machine probably haven't tried it on your product before. And they certainly don't know what your factory's like. And so you have to kind of make an experiment and say, OK, well, let's try dropping, I don't know, metal bolts <laughs> into um, into chocolate bars or into coffee or whatever. Yeah. And see whether when it goes through this machine, we can detect the metal bolt. And then even more importantly, can we make sure that that bit of chocolate or coffee or sugar ends up being pushed away somewhere else? So you have like a... It can go. The product can go forwards if it's not got anything bad in it, and it goes off to the side if it's got something bad in it. And then you fish through it and find the bolt and go, ah, oh, okay, I'm pleased they didn't send that out. So let's say, like, you know how like you make like let's say chocolate. Yeah. Do you start off like with like 
basically not like, let's say it was, I don't know what chocolate bar. Did you just start off with chocolate and you had to make the chocolate on the outside or you had to make this, you know, well, not you, but like in the factory, would you have to start so start off? The factory that I worked in, um, the chocolate was made from ingredients that you bought in. So you buy okay. in um, butter, you buy in sugar, you buy in cocoa. Um, oh, okay. And you, so you buy in all of the ingredients that you make the chocolate from. And then making chocolate is a, um, it's quite a complex process. But, yeah. But it's, what you're trying to achieve is to make a mix a really, really um, well-mixed uh, mixture um, of um, little bits of sugar, little bits of cocoa and other flavours, yeah. little bits of the fats that you have in, in, in um, chocolate, like butter and the cocoa butter that comes naturally in, um, in cocoa. And you're trying to mix all this up. So, yes, we, we made the... Um, chocolate from all those ingredients yeah um and then it went uh, then we used that to form into the shapes that the chocolate bars okay were. yeah did you have to think about like the shape let's say like because you did you have to think like well this won't be convenient when you're doing this or something like that or did you not really have to think about that so do you mean like will this finished chocolate bar be yeah. convenient to eat in a particular yeah. way yeah so i didn't have to do that myself but I, you, you get involved in sort of understanding what the answers are. Yeah. So there are people who are who do um, research on different how different products appeal to people. So you you have people who develop those products, and so they might say, "Oh, this this um, chocolate, um, we're going to put nice smooth shapes in the mm. outside of the chocolate bar, so that it feels." Um, smoother or oh, yeah. we're going to put um, really pointy corners on the outside of the chocolate so it feels really sort of chunky and like it's sort of satisfying mm. Mm, so good mm, so good and tasty and and those things are really yeah. studied by like product designers and they, they know brilliant things. So it's like a bit about psychology and a bit about cooking and all of those kind of things. You're bringing all these different bits of science and knowledge together to make something that where you hope that, you're, that the people you're going to sell it to are going to really yeah. like it. And when you're thinking about, I'm selling this to somebody who is um, feeling hungry you might make a different kind of chocolate bar to yeah. I'm selling it to somebody who's tired and wants to kind of close their eyes on their train and imagine they're somewhere else. Does that make yeah. sense? You'd like you'd have yeah. a different a different thing? <laughs> that makes sense. So I think that I've finished all my questions, unless you wanted to say anything else. Um let me think. I have I wrote some. I wrote some notes just to make sure. I um, and I'll see if there's anything else in here that's exciting to cover. Well, I mean, I, you can make your own judgment about whether it's exciting. But, um, no, you can tell me anything. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I think it's um, it's probably kind of worth pointing out how exciting it is to work in factories. Yeah. So we, I think we covered it a little bit, but um, 
So factories are brilliant places to work. Yeah. Because you've got this team of, <laughs> and everybody is trying to to make this huge... It's not one machine, really, but it feels a bit like one machine. Yeah. And you've got... There are people whose job it is to make sure that all of the raw materials, so maybe the coffee beans or yeah. the sugar beet, if you're making sugar, or the... Um, uh, or the cocoa ingredients or whatever, all of those things are arriving. And you've got people whose job it is to organise the people who make who run the factory and making sure they're all happy and healthy and, and well looked after. And you've got people whose job it is to keep the people in the factory safe. And you've yeah. got the people whose job it is to make sure the equipment works. And you've got the people whose job it is to organise the lorries to take the product away when you're finished. And all of these people are working together and you all... You've got really clear, like, common purpose. You all know what your job is. And um, and sometimes when, particularly when you're like early in your career, if you're working on shift, so you're working on nights or at weekends or whatever, you can, you can be one of the few people on the site. And so when things go wrong or when you've got a decision to make... Your, it's kind of your train set. That's the, that, those are the words people often use. It's like, oh, it's our train set. And you've just got this, this big thing to play with, which yeah. is really exciting. <laughs> so, yeah, I like factories for that. Yeah, it seems really cool how you work in like a factory and there's everybody, you know, and it's like, it must smell nice when you're in a chocolate factory. Well, they, I, I've, I've been lucky. <laughs> all of them have places that smell less nice. Um, but all of them have had places that smell nice. So sugar <laughs> smells really nice in the right place. But when you buy the sugar beet in, they're from a field, so it smells like a farmer's field. Um, yeah. And the chocolate smells nice, but sometimes you have to think about, well, we, we have to wash this area and all of that water goes somewhere and there'll be a drain somewhere and you have to you have to look after the drain sometimes. Um, and the coffee smells really nice in the roasting, the roasting smells. But again, you know... Where I work, we have um, yeah. Well, no, I'll, I'll leave it at that. The coffee, the coffee smells nice when it's roasting, <laughs> but there's other places that don't smell so nice. <laughs> so, thank you for talking to me. Thank and you I very hope much. You for enjoyed listening. it. Yeah, it was brilliant. It's really nice to talk to you. <laughs> so, bye. Bye.